guys, this is a special episode of Bravo Wild Black crossing over with Amanda from It's All Happening. Thank you oh. for having me for this bonus. This is like such a fun surprise. Right? It was definitely a last minute thing. I am here, you know, with Aaron. We are actually not in the same room this time. We're not. It's like one of our OG before we have guest um, Zooms. <laughs> and we are, you know, respectively taping on Zoom. And we are bringing you a special episode of Bravo Well Black. And it's all happening in honor of Southern Charm New Orleans. But we're going to get into some other things, too. There's been so much happening right now. Like, it's all happening. I feel like... Bravo is lucky that there's been a lot of gossip because it kept us all from talking about that shit show they tried to display last night on TV. So we don't even need to get into that. We don't, but I would just like to announce that it had its lowest ratings um, ever. (laughs) So anyways, yeah, and that's all we'll say about that. (laughs) But the rest of us were all busy watching Southern Charm New Orleans season one, episode one, and it was so much fun to actually be interacting with everyone watching it because when I watched it, this week for the first time I was just binging it on my own and I would message you, but you weren't watching it at the same time. So it's been so fun for everyone to do it together. Yeah. I found this show last year um, after the original Southern charm, which was kind of dry because Thomas Ravenel isn't on it. And you guys don't know who I'm talking about, but he's like the problematic dude on Southern charm. He left and like, it was just a dry season, but you know, I was just like, okay, so there's two other Southern Charms. There's Southern Charm Savannah, which I couldn't find literally anywhere. And then there's Southern Charm New Orleans. And it just Mm. happened to be the time that Southern Charm New Orleans was airing. So I watched the first season and then I watched the second season. I'm like, okay, where the heck is the third season? And this is the thing, you guys. Um, Earlier this year, there were murmurs that the show got canceled. Now, this was pre the Black Lives Matter reawakening thing, okay? There was rumors that it got canceled. I just want to tell you guys that it's not officially canceled, number one. Number two, it's still on the Bravo TV's, like, website. The Wikipedia says that, you know, there's a season three that might be in production. And there's also in the bio of all of the cast members, they still have... Southern Charm New Orleans, number, what number, like three, four, whatever number this is. I think that it may be coming back because this is a perfect show to have in this environment where we're demanding more, where we're demanding diversity, where we're demanding, you know, inclusiveness. This show has everything, Black people, white people, LGBT. They talk about the hard things. And also, I don't know if you guys seen, but Tamika, Barry and the very fine John Moody is going to be on the Race in America special that premieres November 1st at 10 p.m. It's about voting. So before we dive into Southern Charm New Orleans, um, I want to talk about the Race in America special and voting and then we can get to like the fun stuff. Are you registered to vote, Amanda? 
I am definitely registered to vote. Mm-hmm. I am old enough to have voted in the last two elections. So this will be my third time. And I am so excited. I'm nervous. I'm anxious, but I feel like I've done a lot to prepare myself. I wrote postcards to voters in North Carolina, which is more of a swing state to try to get them to go out and vote. Tell me about that. So what my, one of my neighbors who, um, you know, knew that I would be interested kind of got like a group of us together and we, we got together outside. We wrote postcards to voters in North Carolina and it was through this program called postcards to swing states. And I didn't realize this, but your voting record is public information, not who you vote for, but whether you vote. So we were able to get names and addresses and whether the people were first time voters or previous voters. So all we did was write a couple of sentences and it was the same thing for each person. It's like a tried and true, basically just telling them that they need to vote and whether they vote or not, people will know and they could be contacted if they don't vote. And it's supposed to really get people to like freak out maybe and decide that was hey, I need the to go crap out there. Out of me. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't say who to vote for, but you know, you know, you know what the message is. They're all democratic voters or independents. Right. We only wrote postcards to those voters. So yes. Um, but it was great because I feel like I actually did something more than just, you know, casting my own yeah. vote. You're active about it. That's amazing. Yeah. Exactly. And I love I love you guys going on Instagram live, showing everyone what the process is to check your voter registration and to go through that process with everyone because you have so many followers and you can really reach a lot of people that way. So that that's great too. That's another way to be active. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, if you guys haven't um, seen it, I mean, we weren't able to talk about it on our last podcast because we were just yeah. so excited to have our girl Taria on. Hey, Taria, if you're listening, we know you listen all the time, um, but we didn't talk about it. But Aaron and I went live. I actually registered to vote. Yes, and I, first time. <laughs> I am so humiliated because <laughs> like I know that I should have voted before, but let me explain in depth why, you know, this was so important to me and why I didn't vote before. So check me out. 2012, I had just turned 18 in like December, but I was able to vote before that. Yeah, because you didn't register to vote. Um can you register to vote when you're like 17? I think, I think it depends on your state, but you can, I think you can register to vote. You just can't actually vote if you're not going to be 18 before, you know, but you can register to get ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually, I actually, I had already turned 18. So the thing was like, I already knew that Obama was winning and like, okay, I'm going to be honest. Having a black president wasn't a big deal to me when I was younger because like Obama had been president since 2008. So that's when I was like in middle school, he was president when I was in high school And then when I was younger, I'm like, okay, well, Obama is our president. We have a black president. That's cool. It's never happened before. So I was just like, I'm chilling. He won in 2012. Okay, 2016. I just really did not think that this country would let a dude that I saw on reality TV run the country. So I didn't, like, think that, you know, Donald Trump would win. 
<laughs> so, right, like, it's like Ramona, like yeah. Ramona Singer running for I'm president. Like, why is everyone freaking out? Are you serious to me right now? You think they're gonna let the dude from Home Alone two win? And he <laughs> won. <laughs> and he won. Okay. And then not <laughs> not only did he win, he became a total monster. Like I did not realize it was gonna be this bad because believe you me. Had I known even like an inkling of what was going to happen, my black ass would have been first in line. So I learned my lesson in 2016 and throughout these four years, seeing what's unfolded, not just with, you know, black people, but also LGBT people um, who are disabled people who, you know, don't make a lot of money, just like the way that this guy moves. I'm like, okay, this is now my responsibility to sign up vote whether i think that it counts or not like it actually you know it does count and on top of that i just feel like you know i can honestly say that i tried everything that i could to do my civic duty and get this dude out of office but another thing that we said on our live and we wanted to stress is that even if god forbid trump gets reelected this doesn't mean that the fight is over um we still have to keep fighting we still have to keep going we still have to keep asking for reform we still have to keep protesting we still have to you know keep this momentum going even if we don't get the results that we want and i also feel as though if biden wins we also shouldn't feel like okay, Biden won, all the problems are gone away. No, that's not true. We still have to keep going no matter who wins. But, you know, registering to vote and making sure that I vote and getting my mail-in ballot because, you know, I'm not waiting in that line. I'm not going in person. (laughs) I'm just going to fill it out and I'm going to drop it off. But, like, um, the the fight is just never going to be over. But registering to vote and voting is my first step. And we wanted to do it live just in case... Someone didn't know how easy and quick it was. And, you know, I mean, we have a platform and this is like what we wanted to do. And I feel like sometimes it's very discouraging to just looking at things around you and the way that they're going. It seems like you don't really have control. So I do understand. Oh, this is so annoying. Like, it's like. You, you get in that mindset where it's like, why does my vote really count if they're going to do what they want to do anyway and they're going to put who they want in? But it's like we just have to force ourselves to stay, in, you know, as positive and, as, yeah. and be as we encouraging as we can possibly be. Especially in the Black community, I feel like, you know, there are Black people that I know who are like, you know what? they don't really care about us. And like, I understand why they feel that way. Cause it absolutely yeah. feels like they don't, the government does not care about black people. And like, it doesn't matter what we say. It doesn't matter our, our opinion or anything. But I think also um, another point that we wanted to stress was that this isn't just about the presidential election. Like we had the j- vote about who's in the Senate and like who our judges are and like yes. who our commissioners are and like, all of this thing, all of these things, if you want real change, like we might not be able to get the head, head, head dude out of the office. But listen, just Google who's in control of your city, who's in control of your police department, who's in charge of allocating funds. Things is like, you know, as simple as that. Like there's multiple times that you vote within the four years, too. Like it's not just every four years. Like you vote right. for governor, you vote for 
mayor, like this and that. So um, just like instilling that in our minds and then, you know, just talking about it with our friends and our families, we just did everything that we possibly can about that. Yeah. And I completely understand. It's really hard to, it's hard for, for someone to say, oh, you have to go vote for Biden when they may have heard things that he said in the past that really stuck with them that were wrong for him to say and are completely unacceptable. And it's hard for me to say, oh, you have to forget about that and just vote for him anyway. But the, but the reality is, like you said, there's so many important parts to it. And it's not just about who's in charge of the country, but it's the policies they're going to implement. And it's about healthcare and it's about uh, women's rights. It's about so many things. And we have to kind of, it. what I've explained to some of my apathetic friends is this isn't a marriage. You can't just decide to be single. You have to vote for someone because you're going to have a president. Like you can't just be single. Like our country cannot be single. So it's one or the other. You have to make the best decision. <laughs> and there's so many other parts to it. Like you said, I mean, at the city level, at the county level, at the state level. So everyone do your research. Don't just go in there on November 3rd thinking you know who you're going to vote for for the top. Research. Make sure you know who you're voting for on the ballot underneath as well. Yes, exactly. And the thing that I love about, um, you know, this Race in America special coming up is um, it's going to focus on voting and the Black vote. But just like I know that they're going to touch on things like just as women, women couldn't vote for so long. Um, You know, Black people obviously couldn't vote for so long. Um, They're going to touch on things like voter suppression, which is going on in front of our eyes. Like it's in saying what's going on right in front of our eyes people are putting i heard that the republicans in california are putting these fake ballot boxes out yes oh my gosh that's horrible and i've seen the lines that are happening in georgia right now and they are out of control and it's a good sign because it means people are showing up but it's also an unfortunate sign Mm-hmm. sign that there are not enough polling places available for yeah. early voting right yes. now. So exactly. And so, they're putting they're not putting polling places in, you know, low income areas. Yes. Um, you know, the systems are suddenly and mysteriously shutting down when people are trying to vote. Like there's so there's just so many like moving parts that I feel like this special is gonna touch on, but also just seeing it every day is insane. Yeah, so guys, please make sure you're signing your mail-in mail-in ballots if you decided to do a mail-in ballot. And please make sure you're also, if not mailing it out securely, make sure you go to an official voting poll, you know. Yeah, an elections office, uh yeah. check check and make sure that these ballot boxes are like the accurate ballot boxes. Um, Even the way that you, something as simple as filling out the form (laughs) can invalidate your vote, which is mind blowing. I even heard like if it's damaged a little bit, or if you have like anything on it, for instance, like maybe like something greasy or food or like any, like any little thing. So make sure you fill it out on a clean desk or protect it. Like it's your stimulus check. Like don't get it. Don't don't let it get rinsed. 
that's how my mom treats my social security card. So I'm, I'm going to treat it how my yes. mom treats my social security card. I'm 26 years old. My mom has my social security card. It's not going anywhere. Um, it's been there for 26 years and it's not damaged at all. And it's valid. Also, um, I heard that in certain states, you cannot share your vote on social media. So that's something that's also very important that I want to stress to you guys. Yes. I don't know which states, but check, check the laws. Cause if you take a picture of your ballot and you live in a state where that's illegal, I don't know how they'll find you, but they will. I mean, they're watching everything you're doing. (laughs) They will invalidate your vote. Like what a waste. And also they can invalidate your vote if you don't sign it correctly. So you just make sure you're filling it out correctly, everybody. And, and if you, request a mail-in ballot. At least this is how it is in Maryland. I don't know how it is everywhere else, but if you request a mail-in ballot and then you decide to go vote in person because you like didn't do it in time or something, you have to fill out a provisional ballot, which is only then counted once they decide that you didn't do a mail-in ballot. So it throws everything off. So if you request your mail-in ballot, just do that. I think that's the best way to do it. That's yeah. That's another thing that I didn't know. See, there's all these crazy rules yeah. of it's like they're trying to discourage you to vote. But you know, people who have been voting for years and years and in every election, they're on top of their game. They already know all these rules, and I feel like that's how some things you know are able to slip under the radar. But yeah, check that special out November first. Um, most places the register the registration line is like um, it's done. Like the date is done, but some people are still registering even if you're not um even if you're already registered to vote request your ballot and start your early voting vote as early as possible securely as possible and now we are going to get into southern charm nolens okay so tell me what your first impressions are of reagan tamika jeff barry justin John Moody. Am I missing anyone? No, that's, uh, that's like six. I mean, there's like other people, but okay. I need to know though, Aaron, did you watch the first, only the first episode or have you watched more? Okay. So here's the thing. You guys watched the first episode of the first season. I watched the first episode of the second season (laughs) by accident. What are you doing? (laughs) I'm so glad that you waited until we got on here to tell you that. Because you know exactly what you're doing. <laughs> I do not know. But so far from what I see, I'm not going to spoil it because I know you guys mm. want to talk about the first episode. But I will say that I love Tamika. Yes. I yes. love Barry. I think they're an amazing oh. couple from what I see so far. Mom and dad. Um, you know, their goals, their family is cute. As for Reagan, I feel like I, I kind of see an imbalance between, I don't know if you guys want me to bring that up, between Reagan and Tamika's friendship. It's like a little... Yeah, you can bring that up. That's definitely like a focal point yes. of the second season because their friendship was so strong in the first season. But I hope they get it together because I I think they they could be good friends. Um and then Jeff, I, I think every, well, I like Jeff. I'm, I'm not going to say I think everybody likes Jeff because I don't know for sure, but I like his hair. I like <laughs> Jeff. I would definitely 10 out of 10 smash Jeff. So. <laughs> I have like a weird thing that I like Jeff, but I don't 
I don't like him in a romantic way, and he, but I would love to be his friend. I he's feel so like nice. Yeah, he's a nice guy. And by the way, his hair in the first season is not cute. So anyone who just heard him <laughs> say he has nice hair, go back and watch it. Aaron. The second season. <laughs> The second season, he cuts. They give him a, like a whole makeover, yeah. and like he's a new guy. But he he's was like so cute after that. Yeah, he definitely was. How do you guys feel about John Moody? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay, I don't want to give away too much, but John Moody does some stuff in the second season that makes me love him even more. Like he's just like so well rounded in terms of like his character. Like he's way more than just like the. I don't want to say man whore. I don't like that. Whatever. He's a hoe. I don't know the right. A what are you boy. saying? A fuck boy. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Fuck boy. He, in the first season, but in the second season, you see that there's a lot more depth to him. Yeah. And, and I really like that about him. He's just beautiful to look at. I love his paintings and yeah. he's super successful. And he's like a really, I just feel like he's a really good person to have on TV because he shows I think he shows young people that like they're allowed to express themselves creatively and be an artist. And I think a lot of boys are taught that they're supposed to play sports and not do that. And it's like, that's not true. Oh my God. And you, you can be like a really hot ripped guy with like a six of 16 pack abs and be like, uh, like look like that. And you're still like in touch with your creative side. You like, and he clearly is like an athletic person. It's not like one or the other. And I love that about him. Like just that message he spreads. You really said that so great because it's like, I feel like young men are expected to just be into the whole sports thing or being outside and stuff like that. So it's nice to see somebody that's doing something different for a change. It's like, I'm I like I'm into art myself. So to see a man bring out his sketchbook and be like, "Hey, yo, look at this!" Like, yeah. <laughs> and then the, the the his clients like he's painted for Drake, he's painted for like the Obamas. Even if you go down his like timeline, which I have been many many a times, he painted like a mural in honor of Black Panther. Like that's what I okay. So in case you guys don't know, for you guys listening to the podcast, um, we decided. Me, it's all happening. Bravo, bravo, ducking, bravo. Baby Ben Cohen, she's starting. We basically had, <laughs> I just named everyone's Instagram. We basically had a Southern Charm New Orleans watch party since we don't have anything to watch on Wednesdays at nine until Salt Lake City premieres. So we watched season one, episode one. We all started at the same time, whether you went on Bravo On Demand or whether you went on Peacock. I messed up. I went on demand. I got commercials, whatever. Oh, it's um, also on Hulu. Someone messaged me today and said it's on Hulu. So no, Nola is on Hulu? Apparently. That's what someone told me. I don't I know. Wish oh, I no. would have known. Well, <laughs> you know what? We got next week. So, yeah. So we decided that we're going to just do a rewatch of that, especially since it's kind of up in the air. I personally feel as though it's coming back because of their placement in the Race in America special. And also the dynamics of the group, the diversity of the group, and also just the interest. Like last mm-hmm. night, we had so many comments. We had 500 likes this morning. I wake up, we have 900 likes. And this is just wow. on a post on a show that's not even running. I got so many DMs about, you know, people love Tamika. Tamika is a newscaster. You know, she's New Orleans like royalty because her father was like in the Saints. Um, you know, that football team. And then she's married to Barry. Barry owns a gym. And they're like a power couple. And she's 
my idea of a modern woman. Like she doesn't cook and clean. Like she goes to work. She handles her business. Barry is like a super dad. You know, he's doing the cooking. He's doing the cleaning. He's helping with the kids. Amazing. And yeah, that's what I see for myself, honestly. (laughs) That's what I, that's my ideal man. Like I want someone like Barry and I want to be like a woman, a working woman. And I don't have to be like a little housewife. Like, you know? And I love, even with, even with Reagan, who like says she loves throwing parties, she loves cooking, she like loves that like homemaker type thing. But then it's like, oh, but she's going to law school and she obviously wants more for her life. And she seems like she's more of a go-getter. The thing that I love about this show, and you had mentioned this earlier, is that they're doing all of the things that we're talking about. We want a show to be on, to be like on Bravo, especially now, like you said, with the like, kind of like reinvigoration of the black lives matter movement. There's so much like so much call for a diversity, but they were doing this before and they had mm-hmm. it right before this even happened. Not saying that black lives matter was not an organization that existed because it did. It just didn't have right. as much traction in like the white community, for example, like we all now are calling to Bravo to say the exact same things, but this show already did it. And it was an actual group of friends. You can tell that they have authentic relationships with each other and I love that when they, when they talk shit out at parties, they're just having a conversation and it's all happening in front of you. And they don't have to like meet at a coffee shop to discuss their feelings. Like they just have right. real conversations cause it's not set up. It's, it's authentic. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that they're also working like regular, like not regular, but they're working jobs. Like we see them going to work and we see them like you know we see barry going into the gym we see tamika having to do her like waking up at like 4 a.m to get it on the news we see reagan um she has a jewelry line she is going to school and then she works on her jewelry line it's like we know what they do this isn't just like a bunch of rich people that have nothing to do all day that just was like, oh, let's film a show. Like, yeah, they're making a show. That's it me might at not be the cafe, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, they they're not just like, well, they are lollygag in some parts, but it's not a show that has a lot of made up drama. Like, the drama is very authentic, and they tackle some hard things. Like, for example, um, Barry and Tamika's son get, I think he gets like a ticket or something right yeah, he gets pulled he gets over a, it's pulled over he gets like a ticket they have a, a talk with him about being a black man getting pulled over by the police and then also you know barry does something in the first season where he he, he basically fucks up and they talk about it on camera um you know regarding like the lgbt community and like he used you know a word that was very offensive he apologized and he explained like where he was coming from and how he meant it um and he really, he just owned up to it. And right. and I feel like all of the cast members on the show hold each other accountable for mm-hmm. their actions in such a caring way. Like even when Jeff does something fucked up too, that's like, they're probably so annoyed with him, but they're just like, hey man, we love you. Like you need to get your shit together. And, yeah. and I feel like that is like what we're looking for. And they do it so easily. They don't drag out the drama in one, right. in one episode, they can have a fight and resolve it like all at one time. It's fine. Exactly. It's not like a whole season long of like bullshit. Um, Jeff, um, if you guys don't know about Jeff, he was playing in the NFL. He was in the saints. You know, he got a lot of, 
injuries from being a football player, obviously. And he opens up a bigger conversation about just like athletes in general suffering from like CTEs possibly and just mental health. So that's something that they talk about that's like real life. And I like to see that play out, you know, on TV. As far as Justin, Justin is a mama's boy. (laughs) (laughs) He is a mama's boy and his girlfriend is just like ready for him to propose you know, like, they have interesting dynamics without giving you too much. Like, I want you guys to give this show a chance without expecting, you know, like, the Real Housewives arguments and without expecting, like, made-up Vanderpump Rules, like, late-season drama. You know what I mean? It's more yeah. like Vanderpump Rules when we just meet them and they, you know, have these authentic friendships and they have, like, these authentic like emotions discussions and drama like that so and but they're like real adults so there's not like that salacious hookup drama which i appreciate because i i mean there's a time and a place for that but i like that there's not like weird intermixing although there are people who are together and they break up and so we do navigate that like process Mm -hmm. of who are you going to be friends with are you taking sides are you not taking sides which we see on vanderpump rules sometimes so i think I think it really does have it all. I think that, um, what do you think about Kelsey? Cause she's kind of like not a regular cast member, but she's yeah. in the mix. Like, what do you think about her? I don't really have an opinion on Kelsey. Like <laughs> I just don't see, I don't think that Justin is ready to get married and I kind of feel bad. Like, okay, I'm not going to lie. Tamika can be a little instigator with that situation she's basically telling him like yo shit or get off the pot and it's a little bit rude but obviously everyone can't be nice so get off to me about that before you say anything i just don't see justin and rachel like getting married anytime soon i don't know like i think he loves her and i think that he loves having a girlfriend or like a fiance type without the commitment especially when he's so comfortable to just like move back into his parents' house and yeah, he's like, like oh bring Kelsey, her. just come come with me. I'm like, oh, it's a little <laughs> awkward. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I love that Tamika like calls out her friend. I feel like she's like Giselle, but 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 she's doing it because she actually cares. She's not just like being not just creating drama. Right. So I like that. And um, what do you think about Gian? Because she's not really in season two, but like. Yeah, I don't even, I don't really have any. (laughs) I just like the main cast members. Like I can talk about Tamika, Barry, Justin, Jeff, John Moody, Reagan. Like I don't really care about the friends, friends of, oh, you know who I do care about? Benny Poppins. Oh, (laughs) Benny Poppins. <laughs> Benny Poppins is the chef. Like, I don't care about Top Chef. I mean, I don't watch it, so no offense to them. But he's, like, the most important chef on Bravo. Benny Poppins He was on the first stylish. episode, right? Yeah, yeah he, he was. was. We, we meet him on the first episode, and right. then he appears in a few other episodes. Yeah. And I, I kind of, like, oh, I was doing some stalking, and Reagan and Benny Poppins actually, like, met up recently. <gasps> and I don't know if they're doing, like, a cookbook. But I don't know. I feel like they all kind of like tease us instead of answering our direct questions because they cannot confirm or deny if it's coming back if there's no official announcement from Bravo. But seeing her with Benny Proppins, I'm going to read you the caption 
It's on Instagram. It's like her, Benny Poppins posing. Tamika liked it. Um, it says, caught up with Chef Benny Poppins yesterday. We talked all things hashtag Southern Charm Nola and about everything we have been cooking up in the kitchen lately. We are going to get together and share some of our favorite Southern holiday recipes with y'all soon so everyone can add a little Southern charm to their holiday tables. And then she winks. <gasps> this was two days ago. And that's yeah. why yeah. I feel like it could possibly <laughs> it's definitely be coming, coming back. back. Aaron is like, yeah, it's coming back. <laughs> Aaron has decided to confirm. <laughs> it's so great because they've are they don't have to do casting. They just they already have the cast. Just get the show. Yeah. Like we need new shows. But you don't need a new show for this. You just do it. And New Orleans is like the best city because there's always so much cool stuff going on. There's so much culture. The food is great. Can we talk about that? You went on a trip to New Orleans, right? Yes, I went. um, I probably shouldn't have gone because like the day the day before my flight, we were debating and we we decided to still go. It was March um, 8th Mm -hmm. and um, on March 9th there still were no cases in Louisiana. So we were like, okay, no big deal. I mean, big deal, but we're probably fine. So we land. And then like the next day, the whole NBA shut down, all the schools at home were closed. And we were like, oh my gosh, like, what are we doing here? And like, we're on bourbon street. It's literally like the worst place you could be. And at that point, no one was wearing masks. They didn't know what to tell us to do. Like no one was giving us recommendations. They just kept saying, wash your hands. So (laughs) we're like, okay. So we still went out to eat, but by the end we were like not taking Ubers. We couldn't take public transportation. We weren't going inside restaurants. We were like trying to eat outside as much as we could. We spent like way too much time in the hotel. So it was really fun, but we definitely lost like two days of our trip because we were freaked out. And, and, um, I I need to go back now because we also couldn't even go in like a crowded jazz club. We didn't want to go in crowded stores and when scary. we when we got home, I was really concerned because everywhere on the news it was like New Orleans is a hot spot for COVID, and I'm like, uh, oh, oh gosh, like. But <laughs> but when we got there, there were no cases in the entire state, and we left on March 13th. And so I want to ask you, Amanda, did you have any gumbo by chance? Um, I had so much gumbo. I <laughs> ate gumbo jambalaya i oh ate my gosh, i yes. literally ate everything i had probably like five beignets oh when i was there God, that's what i want <laughs> that's what i like okay <laughs> if you go to new orleans you have to get beignets at cafe um mondo i think there's a couple different places that you can go to but you have to get beignets you have to get they have this like coffee that's like a combination of coffee like there's basically everything you can't go wrong i didn't eat a single thing there that i didn't like and i would say that the jambalaya is probably my favorite and then you have to go to magazine street and just like walk around there's beautiful trees you have to take the Charles Street streetcars, and it's just it's just so fun. And like I said, when I was watching the show, I heard them talking about all of these places that I went to, and it made it so much more exciting. And you can go to lots of museums and learn a lot about the history. The ghost tours are really fun. So I think we all need to go. I yeah, should. I, mean, I should. Because, I mean, it is my birthplace, and I feel like... <gasps> 
Yeah, when Aaron's going to tell you. One thing about Aaron, he's going to tell you, even though we live in South Florida, he's going to tell you that he was born in Nolens. So go I'm ahead. I'm going to tell you, I was born in NOLA, <laughs> and it's um, embarrassing when people tell me about it because I feel like I should know all of these things, and I don't. The only thing I know is about the jambalaya and gumbo. I don't really... <laughs> He doesn't remember anything because you came I here when you were what, like one one day or something? <laughs> Not one day. I was like, that's so crazy. Once I came to Florida, and I've been I've been trapped here ever since. So ever since. So three or four, you said. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So one day. Wow. Yes. You have to go back. I can't believe I that. You have it's to go back. Roots. We all have to go back. But it's just hard because it's like one of those places where even if right now you feel comfortable doing some things in your hometown, that's not the place I would go visit right now because it's like you really need to be like going everywhere and enjoying everything. Yeah, and exactly. even like freely. And like the last night, and it's crazy because in Louisiana, you can just like drink on the streets. Like you can just like drink everywhere. So (laughs) like Bourbon Street is insane. So we left on March 13th. At this point, they were telling people to quarantine, but like we couldn't because we weren't home. And so the last night, they had already shut down the parades that were happening that weekend. And there were still people like partying in the streets like crazy. It was it was wild. It looked. I know it wasn't Mardi Gras, but it looked like it could have been. I would have believed it was Mardi Gras, <laughs> like just a regular like Friday night is just like that. So you have to go when it's like acceptable to be around. But we should try to be friends with Tamika and Barry and have I've them invite us to into, parties. Right, I spoke it into existence. Like I'm going to move to New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans, and I'm going to get a job as a waitress, and then I'm going to like run into John Moody the way that that one girl like ran into Zac Efron and now she's like with <laughs> Zac Efron <laughs> like, but mine is going to be Bravo related instead of Zac Efron related and that's that and then if that doesn't happen I'll just accept the season three and we're gonna be all right <laughs> I know I mean it needs to happen I feel like it's probably like how Vanderpump Rules is not canceled but isn't coming back like it's like we don't know if it's coming back so it's probably in that weird but it's a limbo tell me though when is the last time they filmed the last time new orleans filmed yeah like when is the beginning of uh, the beginning of last year i believe but and then it premiered in the summer i think but either way this is what i wanted to say shaz the sunset i believe took like a full year off before where we didn't know if they were coming back so it's not uncommon for shows to go on a hiatus while the network figure out like what's working so that's why i feel like we shouldn't lose hope in it especially because of you know reagan's last posts especially because tamika barry and moody showing up in the voting special so i just feel like you guys give the show a chance watch it comment on bravo and tell them that you want to see more of it or not even go go to bravo go to me and amanda's posts and just yes. talk your heart out about southern charm new orleans like we did last night like my comment section has literally 260 something comments granted you know like 100 of them are me but you know we were having a watch party so what do you expect 
And I so was live tweeting, but yes. I only have nine followers because I just started Twitter. So follow me upgrade. on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. Yeah, an upgrade. I got one more follower last night, <laughs> probably because of my live tweeting. So go follow me. The issue is that on Twitter, my name is at happening underscore pod. You should go follow me now, but yeah. it's different than my Instagram name. So I feel like people can't find me as easily. That's why you got to keep promoting it on your Instagram. And like when you're set, when you're set to live tweet, every time we're set to live tweet something, like for example, Potomac, just go to your stories and be like, yo, tonight I'm live tweeting at happening. Or what, what is your thing again? Yeah. See, happening. <laughs> happening <laughs> underscore pod like podcast i'm telling you the word happening is way too long i could i kept running out of characters it was being crazy but i just looked and the last time southern charm new orleans per, was on tv was august 11th 2019 right. which really was only a year ago exactly. and it's like they probably normally film in the spring because they started like they start with the Mardi Gras and like the part, you know what I mean? Like the spring. Yeah. So obviously they couldn't film in this March. Exactly. So. And without giving too much away, a lot, lot, lot has happened from from season one to season two. A lot changes. But then also after season two wrapped, a lot has changed. Like, you know stuff has been happening so they have so much to like pick up on and then especially like now that on bravo they're addressing the whole black lives matter uh, movement and movement i would like to hear their takes on it especially with john moody and his art tamika and her newscasting you know like just their their take on everything and i like follow all of them on instagram so i already know what's going that. on <laughs> and i love that they've already been having those difficult conversations especially yeah. in groups of people like they're having conversations in their diverse group it's not just these like conversations that are happening with just black Americans where the, like they're all talking about it and everyone's listening and sharing their unique experiences which i think is really interesting because like was it Justin or Barry who talked? Oh, it was Barry. So Barry talked about the first time he realized that he was going to be judged differently by the police. Mm -hmm. And he said it didn't happen to him until he was 25 years old. Exactly. And that's different than a lot of people who have those experiences growing up. And so it's just, it's, I feel like it's good for us to hear that. Like, just cause you have one black friend who says, Oh, I've never been stopped by the police. I don't have an issue because you know, it's like, that doesn't mean that's what is happening to everybody. You can't exactly. just listen to one person. And I love that. I love seeing that because, um, the thing is, is that, you know, a lot of black people don't talk about racism. Well, before a while before this, a lot of black people don't want to talk about racism with their white friends or in front of their white friends, because it makes them feel like uncomfortable, not the black people, but the white people. And it's like, yo, if these are your friends, like these people are friends, they're going to want to hear and they're going to want to make a change, you know, so you don't feel that way. So you feel comfortable and so that they can, you know, pass this knowledge on to other white people like we're doing now in this moment. So it's a yeah. great show to watch. And I mean, if you're not sold on this podcast, then just go and watch it for yourself. And then you come back and you tell us like, oh, Amanda, Kaya, Aaron, you guys are so right. It's an amazing show. And then when they come back. That's what they're going to say. Yeah, when they come back for season three, we'll be like, yeah, we fucking brought the show back. But anyways. And I do have a disclaimer. Like, Aaron won't know because he watched season two. But <laughs> I, feel, 
<laughs> I feel like it gets better. And I feel like, yep, I feel does. like, I feel like the first couple episodes, they were trying to maybe make some things happen. Like, um, not, they were trying to make it, but like the whole drama with Gian and John Moody and Barry. And it's like, I think they realized quickly that like, that's not authentic. That and what's, work. what's really happening in their lives is enough. And I think the first time I watched it, I thought Tamika is a powerhouse and it's like, all of it is on Tamika's shoulders because I felt like without her, the show yeah. wouldn't really have that much, but I don't mind that. Like, I don't mind it being that she's like the one who's bringing all of these things to light and everyone else is kind of like, yeah, I mean, there the has to be a Nini, there has to be a Giselle, yeah. there has to be a Lisa Renna, and like, you know, Tamika is it. She oh, is. <laughs> they go through like this um phase, you know, like Aaron said that their friendship is, you know, it takes a strain, but in real life, well, by the end of season two, you know, the strain isn't really completely fixed. It actually kind of gets a little bit worse. Ooh. But in real life, they are, you know, they're friends, like, because they're real life friends. So, you know, they get it together. And we didn't see that happen on camera. But, you know, I want I want them to come back. I want them to talk about it. I want them to, you know, show their new relationship now and update us on everything that's happening. Do you want to add any last thoughts to southern charm new orleans before we move on i would like to make a plug for aaron to catch up with the first episode so that next (laughs) so next week we have to we have to all watch episode two at the same time right wednesday at nine and i'll live tweet you do should do an instagram post again i felt like that worked out pretty well yeah it definitely did um if you guys are listening to this baby ben cohen Bravo, bravo, ducking, bravo. She's starting. All you guys get your asses back on Wednesday at nine. Obviously, I'm going to make an announcement about it. And let's just collectively thirst after John Moody, collectively stand Tamika, and collectively call them couple goals. Yes. And also, if I can plug myself for a second, I'm going on Ono Bravo Live tomorrow night. And she said she's going to watch the first episode so we can talk about it on there too. So oh that'll be good. God. So she'll be caught up. It's That's a movement. Yeah. <laughs> the Southern Charms New Orleans movement. And everyone's probably like, what the fuck are these people talking about? Some people messaged me and were like, where do I find, what are you talking about? I didn't even know they had a New Orleans. And I'm just like, listen, <laughs> what do. you're going to do is... You're going to go on demand or you're going to go on fucking Peacock. Peacock should literally cut me a fucking check. And you're going <laughs> to yes. look for Southern Charm, but not the one with all white people. The one no. that has white people and black people on it. Yes. It's I so feel great. Like when people bring, like, get on Bravo and they have mach- shows carrying themselves maturely people are just like i'm bored <laughs> yeah. yeah and that's the first few episodes it's you really might good not and you, stick yeah. to it, but it picks up yeah, you have to give up. them a chance to like they they're probably acting right in the beginning because they're trying and then yeah. jeff is like fuck it like i'm just gonna go run into the middle of the night like whatever jeff so you just mess, honey. <laughs> yeah you have to just like let them do it you just have to let them get to that point. I think that they were probably overproducing themselves for just a couple episodes, but that's just the beginning, you know, like they'll, yeah. they'll get over, And it's still entertaining, but it gets more exciting. Also shout out to Tamika's cousin and also shout out to Robin, the singer from oh, yes. episode one. 
She's so good. She sings like she sings like an angel. I need to follow her. Yeah, I need to find her. Like, you ever think about these people from like the old shows? Like, for example, Tina, that was like Sheena's friend from like season one and two. Like, how's she doing? So Sheena actually talked about Tina on a recent podcast where she said, you know, like they were actually friends and she was like, Tina's an amazing, talented person. She was wonderful. And she was on the first season. Like, why isn't she coming back? Like, why can't Bravo say, Hey, let's offer you an actual role on the show. And it's like, she's friends with Sandoval. Like she, she would be an authentic person. She, Mm -hmm. she, and Sandoval did projects together before she would be an authentic friend to actually bring in and add something to the show. But it's like, we already know her and like her. It's like, why can't she come on? But I think it would be so nostalgic too. Like we can be like, Oh my God, it's Tina. (laughs) Yes. But I did hear rumors and I don't know how, how much this is true, but somebody posted an article that was like, Jasmine might be joining. It was me. It was me. It was I. So let's talk about it. Let's we're moved. To, okay. We wrapped up Southern Charm New Orleans. Go stream it. Watch it. Whatever you do, watch it before next Wednesday when we watch episode two. So Vanderpump Rules, I heard that Jasmine Good from the Bachelor franchises, from the Bachelor Nation is allegedly, I know that she's friends with Sheena because she's like, and she hung out with Sheena before. I've seen her on Sheena's social media. And I think that she was on her podcast. I'm not sure. She was. It was a really yeah. good episode because they talked a lot about they talked a lot about The Bachelor and Jasmine brought some really good insight into like talking about diversity in the cast. But she was like, what people don't talk about is the diversity in the crew. And she was like, there was not a single person in Bachelor in Paradise on the crew that I could talk to that's a black person who could understand like you know what i mean like there's just so much mm-hmm. more to it's not just the cast that's in front of the camera it's also like the people the behind the scenes and what people don't like to say is that the producers help them like they help them survive this ridiculous situation they mm-hmm. talk them off the ledge they give them that support they're like mentors and so if you don't have anyone who like looks like you and the entire crew and you can't explain like the i'm having to Right. And it's like, not that that's the only people you can relate to. Cause like, look at us, we're talking and we're friends, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's just different. It's, it's hard when you show up to a workplace and nobody looks like you, that doesn't, that's not helpful. So I felt like Jasmine did a good job bringing that to light. I'm glad Sheena had her on her podcast and gave her that platform. So I'm all about it. I hope she joins. Yeah. I read this article and um, she's friends with James's girlfriend, Raquel, allegedly I heard that she was also working at Sir before it got shut down. And now that it's back open, I heard that she's still working there. And then if she's friends with Sheena, if she's friends with Sheena, who's also friends with like, they're friends with James and Raquel, I feel right. They've been hanging out a lot more. Okay. So then she will fit like right in. I think she's perfect for it. And and Tina, like why not bring Jasmine and Tina? Like we don't have to just have, (laughs) right right i mean i would like for them to to come back some people are like just throw the whole franchise away aaron do you want it to come back um i mean i do but i want it to come back obviously without certain cast members which which they already got rid of them so if they include the diversity I think why not? I think it's a great concept. It just it's just missing certain things like the diversity. 
yeah. and <laughs> and apparent and people say that the diversity is not lacking in the staff at the restaurant it's just about casting them on yeah. the show so it's like exactly get it together people like and then it, it's a lot going on behind the scenes too because sheena is beefing with lala can't now and yeah yeah, and she, she says she's never speaking to them again. But Lala and what's your word for Stasi? Redacted. You yeah. mean redacted? No, redacted. Yeah. That's fine because guess what? Um, Lala's going to need someone to be friends with on the show if she wants to come back to the show. But Lala I also like doesn't Lala need the can. show. And I hope she comes back. But you know, yeah, me too. Me too. But you know what? Talking about diversity, I just want to circle around to that. I feel that if you're going to have a show set in West Hollywood, which is a notoriously gay area, you should definitely have not only like, you know, more than one race, but you should also have LGBT people on the show, especially because they love to have an annual pride episode. And the one, you know, trans woman that was on the show, they ran off. And it's not hard to find, like, even on the show, you know, there's been a gay guy, but he's always in the background. So, and then also the whole thing with Logan, no, it was more of a, like, oh, you know, James might be bisexual. Like, give, I'm talking about give a gay person, an LGBT identifying person, an actual, like, storyline. I know. And I talked about this with Samaj recently, um, who I know you guys are friends with. He and I were talking about this, that, like, there are tons of times when you see bisexual women on on bravo but they're always in heteronormative relationships and yeah they're always like dating or married to a man and they're like have like a side sexual relationship with a woman which is fine because they are bisexual they're allowed to be married to men that's absolutely fine but it would be nice if they would actually show either a bisexual woman or a lesbian woman in an actual like homosexual relationship to show it on tv like they don't actually show those relationships on tv or like a gay man or more transgender people because it's like mm-hmm. they they need to they did they just yeah they need to do a better job of representing the community that they're supposed to be representing and they talk about how they're so like free and open and open-minded and it's like i don't know then especially with vanderpump rules though because it's like how are you gonna have a pride episode every single season and you don't really have any pride because so, and- they think that Jats and Tom are enough for the LGBT <laughs> every single time. <laughs> and honey, that little storyline with him and his, you know the guy that <laughs> they used to live with in Miami. The guy yeah. they used to live with. Come on, that's not enough, guys. And okay? he's like, "Oh, I I've always loved you." <laughs> I'm sure. It was just very awkward. <laughs> It's like, like it's it's a lot of unanswered questions with that. Exactly. I think like, a lot of it was editing because, like, you could hear Jax was talking and like the way they made it sound like he he was saying like I was so young when I met you I just got into it meaning like got into the, like the gay life but he was talking about modeling like you know he was talking about modeling. <laughs> It's implied though. That was season like two or three, and you know what? We were so into it. I stand by it. I stood by it, and I still stand by it. Like I want them to bring that storyline back. No, okay, Aaron. I'm going to have to have a sidebar with you. We're not bringing that shit back. We're going to. I don't know. And proud people. 
We're not like these low key stupid yeah, ass. No, I want I want out and proud people too, but <laughs> but imagine no, imagine drama. just imagine if Jax like came on Bravo and at like the next reunion and was like, listen. The truth is I've been suppressing these feelings and that's why I'm such an asshole and it's not an excuse, but now that I'm out and proud, I'm going to like be such a better person. Like I can just, I can just imagine how great that would be. In an ideal world, honey. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. For me personally, I feel like in my ideal world, um, the original Vanderpump Rules is kind of like played. I don't know. I think we should have a spinoff show. With, like, the people who are too big for the show, which would be Sheena, James, Raquel. Um, I like the new girls. And then we should have a reboot with all fresh faces. Or we should just take it to Vegas. So in you guys', Amanda, I'll ask you first. What's your ideal situation for a Vanderpump Rules return if they were going to return? Okay, so my... Ideal situation for a return would obviously be Sheena. I like her and I want to see Brock because like that's a new relationship. I'd like to see them navigating like the long distance thing or like if she's going to be in LA and he's going to be in San Diego, like the back and forth situation. I love Raquel and James. I want to see them. I like Charlie. I like all the, you know, like Danica is so interesting to me. I don't love Dana, but like she can come if she wants. And then, um, I, I like, like the I like the Toms. Uh, no, I don't like Tom's shorts, but he can come too. And um, <laughs> I like Katie. So and Ariana, obviously. So that's like what the crew I would like. I I feel like Jackson and Brittany are coming along. I don't really like them to be there, but it seems like they're probably going to be. And I guess they can be on like the OG show, but they can't just like. Jax can't make his storyline like being a bitch and like getting mad about a pool party like it was last season. I feel like he's, he's gonna, just gonna have be to like, actually, yeah, he's like, like and, and I also dad. don't want to see him sulking about having to come second to the baby. Like I will literally rip my hair out. So I think that Jax is gonna need some character development. So for mine, you know, it'll be the OGs on a separate show and then fresh faces on a new show. How about you, Aaron? If Vanderpump Rules came back, what do you want to see? Other than <laughs> the fucking jacks. <laughs> That's what I want to see because I okay. can't listen. <laughs> I'll allow you to have it, but what else is gonna go on? I would like to also see in addition to that, Shayna. Um I I hear you guys like Katie. I hear it. I hear it all the time. And I respect it, but you know, Katie can go. I, I mean she can go. <laughs> I don't really care that much. Well, okay. <laughs> Look at, look at. I guess you're allowed to have your opinions. So I'm just gonna shut up. Should stay. Um, yeah. James, of course. Like James has to be on it, and then Jax. Jets for the entertainment and the drama and for the storyline. I'm not gonna mention it anymore, but you know. <laughs> I do like having someone we all hate together. It's like nice to have that like collective, like how we all hate Michael Darby. It's like kind of nice to just all be like, fuck you, Michael Darby. (laughs) Wait a minute. Who said that? (laughs) Yeah. I kind of like don't really hate Michael Darby. What? Listen, listen, hear me out. It's because like, obviously I don't like the way he's doing my girl, Ashley, because Ashley has become a favorite of mine. But I feel like now that we know that, you know, what their situation was, 
I feel like he, he knows what he's doing. I just don't like him, you know, touching people without permission. That I don't like. My name but, is Aaron and I support that message because right. I keep your hands to yourself. Whatever's going on with Ashley, you know that's her business. <laughs> I know. I know. Listen, but she he's... told us what it was and we see what it is. So she also told me happy is... birthday. So like I can't Aww. <laughs> that's so thanks sweet. to Samaj. So yes, like, shout out to Samaj. Shout out to Samaj um, can't wait to see what I get for my birthday, December twenty-third. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, we gotta that. find like a bravo guy that you really like like luke from summer house oh you could get him to do like a cameo right yeah but i don't want anyone to fucking like pay for it i feel like it's not authentic <laughs> oh That's i see like, no you have to pretend no i can't because i'm hot in real life so it's like you're gonna tell me happy birthday and you're gonna do it for free yeah and it has like the cameo like logo so it's like you're gonna know like i can't even take the watermark off just to pretend (laughs) (laughs) like they're not gonna let me live my best life so i guess (laughs) it's smart that they do that though so people can't use cameos to act like they have some sort of like weird like inside right yeah clout like i mean i still i use my cameo to act like i have clout everyone knows that someone paid for it but you still credit cameo that's the most important part because me personally i would just crop the eyelids of me having the cameo conversation with somebody (laughs) (laughs) wait can you talk about the pence fly cameo you found have you Oh my god, no, but I saw it when I was scrolling. Um, I I just occasionally scroll cameo just to see if like Eminem or Drake pops up there one day because those I would pay for. But I saw the fly from Mike Pence's head on cameo, and he charges $25 and he has 17 reviews so far. And I'm like, shut up. Did you read the reviews? Is it? Yeah. And they actually like have really good reviews. They say that he's a funny fly. They say all this shit. And I'm like, oh what are God. you guys talking about? I wish I thought of that idea. Like, is he a guy in a fly costume? That's I what know. I need to know. Just know wait till something is. else like that happens. I'm going <laughs> to jump on that. Right. Shit. Now that we know that people are willing to pay for it. We're going to yeah. be the first ones to do it, honestly. I mean, even if someone, like, one person pays me $25. Right, like, that's if a it, come up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there. Like, I buzz, buzz. One called She by Sheree Joggers. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know, because I thought about it, and I was like, should I do a Patreon? And then I'm like, okay, I, I feel like my mom would sign up. And like, right. but then I'm like, well, that's $5. Like, maybe exactly. I should. <laughs> like, hello, she's your mom. Like, she has to give you $5. So she just gets content in return. But either way, she better give you $5. I just can't imagine, like, not putting my content out for free at this point. Because I would literally, like, pay someone to listen to me talk, like, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> You said this before, like that's why you made your page, right? Can you I get mean, into yes. why you made your page? I made my page because I I kept doing Instagram videos on my personal account, and I was like, people keep not watching them anymore because I'm like talking so much about Stassi, redacted, sorry, redacted, Schroeder, man. 
And there was so much going on in Bravo. And I was like, half my friends don't know what I'm talking about. And so I just was like joking with one of my friends. Well, I wasn't actually joking. I was like, we should do a podcast. And she kept saying yes. And she was like egging me on. And then she like bailed on me. I'm like, well, I'm still doing it. Like I'm still doing it. And here I am. (laughs) You were like, I'm going to mention it all. And now you've grown like a little community. Like that's my favorite thing about it. I know. I love everybody. Right. I love everybody. And like people like are so people are so nice and they'll send me stuff that I had like about what something I had posted forever ago. Like, I'm sure you get that too. Like I'm like, Oh, somebody just messaged me and was like weird crossover. They sing the pretty little liars theme song in an episode of gossip girl. And I'm like, I did both of those polls. You know what I mean? Like I did both of those brackets and so they were like, I, you're the only person who I knew would appreciate this. I'm like, yes, you know yes, me. Like, you, you know have, me. Like, inside jokes <laughs> with the people that follow you. And I feel like that's like one of my favorite things about having a page. And then I just know. the fact that people would actually like care enough to like listen to your podcast or even just care enough to respond to your story. It's just like, thank you. It's thank always you. so surprising to me. Yeah, same. And then especially people like people care. asking me to like, like other podcasters asking us to go on their podcast. Like when you asked us on, when Taria asked us on, we're doing Manny, we're doing Mocha Minutes. And it's like, you really want to hear me talk? Like you really give a fuck about wow. anything that I have to say? You seriously so, care. That's you're awesome. not just saying it. You like me? You I know. really like me? <laughs> I'm going to go on, is this real life with Mandy Slutsker this week? And like, I was like really fangirling out when she messaged me just because like most of the people I've asked on are people that like I've DM'd with a bunch of times and I already feel like we're friends, you know, like I don't really mm-hmm. ask people on that. I like don't talk to that much. So I was like, wow, this is so cool. It's like, it's like the first time I felt like I was approached by somebody that like did, wasn't asking me just because we were friends. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Right. So that was exciting. Yeah. She That's wants to fun. talk to you. And then we did your podcast and I got a few messages you know, like a few messages saying that they heard, especially from Ono oh Bravo. Ono oh Bravo was like, oh my God, I'm listening to Amanda's podcast. And you remember remember when we got asked for the Potomac Zoom and like we had like a little trip down memory lane and then I got some Aww. followers from your podcast and hopefully you get some followers for from my like NOLA rewatch in our yes. podcast. So it's I like a fun thing. I appreciate both of you so much for having me here. It's been so much fun. This is like such a fun little surprise. Right. I've had it's, like the craziest day. So it's nice to like unwind with this. Same. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> same. And it's always great having you on. Like, Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. And, you know, you. shout out to say whatever you want to say to our listeners and your listeners before we end this Zoom. That was amazing follow me everyone. Like, I don't like what is happening. Like if you don't follow me already, like be my friend, I will DM you all day long. If you want me to, you can mute me. It's fine. I am at it's all happening X on Instagram. And then very confusing on Twitter. I am at happening underscore pod as in like podcast. And, um, I'll be your best friend. You just have to follow me. And then like we're cool and watch Southern charm, new Orleans. And there you heard it. You guys <laughs> You heard what Amanda said, follow her on, on the Instagram. 
<laughs> on the Twitter chat. On the Twitter. Um, and yes, and um, my mother-in-law calls my podcast my instant pot because, <laughs> because she gets confused about Instagram and yeah. podcast, and she's like, "You're Instapot, <laughs> dude!" Like this is so embarrassing. Like my mom wants to know when I'm gonna finish the podcast, and I'm like, "That's not how it works at all." Like you keep going until Series you become... <laughs> because she thinks it works like a show. It's like twelve <laughs> episodes and that's it, and then we'll see you next year. That's like how my mom thinks. Of Every it. single time I'm like, "Oh, I'm about to record the podcast." She's like, "Well, didn't you just do one?" And I'm like, "Well, that's literally the point." Is your season over yet? <laughs> I'm so proud of you guys, though, because you've done them way more consistently lately. Like, you said that. You were like, I'm going to be better about, like, getting them out every week. And, like, it's it's been really good. I'm the happy fact that it. you paid attention to us saying that. Like... Uh, but also, not Amanda literally calling us out on our fucking show. <laughs> no, it's just, like, I think in the beginning, were you doing them every other week? Yeah. We, no, we don't even have a... We didn't have a schedule. <laughs> We were just like, um, so you want to do that podcast? Yeah. People were like, when is your next one coming out? And I'm like, well, girl, uh, one day, like. You're like, let me check my calendar. <laughs> like, I mean, because there's always something to talk about, obviously. But, you know, we usually don't talk this long either. Like, we've been talking for like an hour and a half now. So that's what I like about ha- having guests now. But I think this reminds me of the time that you literally asked me, like, how the hell did you get a swipe up? (laughs) Okay, but I didn't mean it like that. I was like, shit, like, did I miss something? So I go to your page to see, like, did I miss you getting 10,000 followers? And then you didn't have it yet. Sorry, no offense. I'm not even close, so (laughs) don't be offended. And And I was like, wait, how did you do that? And then you taught me, but I still haven't done it yet. I need to figure that out. Yeah, guys. Okay, so what you have to do is to get a swipe up. It's not for like any page. When you have under 10k, or if you're not verified, the way you do a swipe up is you upload an IGTV video. So it has to be longer than a minute. And then when you go to your story, you press the little link thing, and it will let you add a link, but it'll only let you add an IGTV link. So that's just like a fun Instagram fact. You oh my god yeah. Yeah. technical tip today so. you know you know well thank you guys for joining us this will be up shortly and we love you oh my gosh i so love fun. you both thank you so much for having me thanks everyone for listening yes love thank you, you. bye, bye.